The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Giving service, we're having that here, we're having that in all our centers. But um, 6th of June, we're going to be having um, over here in Lucky Church, we're having Minister Judy K. All right. Yeah, we have Mr. JDK with us here, praise God. So um, just make sure you come, don't come alone, invite someone. Let's praise God and thank God for all he has done. You know one of the reasons why I like Minister JDK, all right, is the lyrics of our songs. How many of you have listened to some of our songs? The Man of Galilee, the lyrics of the songs are so um, sound, all right, they are doctrinal, it's lyrical theology. So that's one of the reasons why we like having her around, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then next week, Sunday, um, Sunday evening, um, Oikea Ejigo will be having their inaugural inauguration service. All right, this um, Oikea Ejigo has been on since last year, October, I think. October, if I'm, I think October or November um, 1st, they started. Um, but we'll be going over to inaugurate the center. Praise God. Um, they have, you know, a bigger space. I think we shared the video with you. And they also have a place for children's church. So we're going there to, um, you know, have a wonderful time. We are all invited. If you want to come, there'll be transportation made available for you. Praise God. All right. Are you ready for the word of God? Yeah. Okay. Hallelujah. Hmm. The Word of God is the will of God. The Word of God reveals God's plans and God's purposes before it happens. So, it is very important for the Christian to know the Word of God. Very important for the Christian to know the Word of God. It's very important for the Christian to be fully instructed in the Word of God. Because if you do not understand the Word of God, you cannot know God. Because it is by knowing the Word that you know God. In St. John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was what? was God. We've explained that the expression, the word, is the Greek word logos. And what does logos mean? Logos means the explanation of a thing. It means the reason of a thing. It means the intent. So that means if you understand the logos of something, you understand that thing. So when the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, is letting us know that the logos explains God. The Logos is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. The Logos is the explanation of the nature and character of God. So if you want to understand the nature and character of God, look to the Logos. So the Word of God is so important because it makes us understand God. And when we understand the Word, we get to fall in love with the person of God and with the person of Jesus. Now, we've been on a series where we're looking at the book of Genesis, and so far, we've gotten to the part where we're able to see that the promised land, Canaan, is what? The spirit what? The spirit what? Have you noticed that stuff in church? Everybody, when we don't know what the answer is, everybody's like, <laughs> the promised land is the spirit within, right? Everybody said the promised land is the spirit within. 
All right, we look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse 10. 13, Galatians 3, 13 said, can we turn in there? He said, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, being made a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14, everybody read, want to go, it says what? That the what? That the blessings of what? Abraham might come on not the Gentiles, that we might receive what? The promise of what? The Spirit. So that means the blessing of Abraham is the Spirit. The promise made to Abraham was what? The Spirit, the indwelling Spirit. Hallelujah. So when God says, I'm going to bring you to a land flowing with milk and honey, all right, Canaan, Canaan was figuratively speaking of what? The Holy Ghost within the believer. Praise God. So if we are in Christ, we have arrived at what? Canaan. Is that clear? Is that clear? Now, I would want us to just take a step back and now answer some questions, all right, from scriptures before we enjoy the Spirit of God, all right, and close the service. Because we looked at Genesis chapter 1, and we started looking at Genesis chapter 2, but there were certain questions we didn't answer from the scriptures as regards Genesis chapter number 2 and Genesis chapter number 3, and I want us to look at that a bit today. Hallelujah. So, when the Bible says that Adam sinned, okay, I don't know how many of you remember, when I was younger, they told us that the sin of man was in that man ate an apple. How many of you remember that? Man ate an apple, and oh, he ate an apple, and he sinned. Then, you know, you now find out that we blame the woman, that why did the woman, you know, eat the apple, that she was the one who ate the apple, then gave it to her husband that was with her. So the husband was, you know, and all sorts of stuff. Glory to God. Then as I grew older, I found out that there was no apple mentioned in the book. Because in Genesis 2, how many of you saw an apple there? There's no apple. Turn there, Genesis chapter number 2 and verse 14. There's no apple there. God didn't say, don't eat apples. No, it was no apple there. He said, fruit. Eat of the fruit of the tree. Okay? Are we there? Genesis 2.14. And the name... No, you went to the right place before. Is it 15? Okay, so... Okay, let's start from verse 14, then we read downwards. Can we read one to go? It says what? And name of the third river is Edekel, that is which goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth revised Euphrates. Next verse. It now says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. All right. Next verse. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest what? Freely eat. Okay? You can eat every tree of the garden. But here's the funny thing. He says you can eat of every tree of the garden, but only mentions two trees. Notice that? You notice that it was only two trees that was mentioned. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of what? Life. Just two. But he says you can eat of every tree in the garden. But he mentions just two. Praise God. So that means the every, praise God, in context is what? Two trees. I mean, if you get that, the every, in context, is what? Two trees. He said, and not God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Next. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not what? Eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt what? Surely die. Hmm. Very, very interesting. So here is God telling Adam that the day he eats 
of the fruit of a tree, he will die. Now, the question we need to ask ourselves is this. What does that mean? Is it actually saying that there is a particular fruit of a tree that can kill? Is that what he's saying? Praise God. Because in Genesis chapter 3, amen, when they ate of it, they did not exactly die physically. Amen. Should we check that out? Should we check? Look at Genesis 3 verse 1. Genesis 3 verse 1. Now, the serpent was more what? Subtle. Now, remember, I think it was in the second um, set of the series, we saw that the serpent was who? Who is the serpent? Who is the serpent? Uh-huh, because when I was growing up, the, you know, if you, if you read this JK, GKS book, my, my book of Bible stories, this Jehovah Witness book, you will see that they would draw something that you see a serpent talking to Eve. The serpent was hanging on a tree, all right, and it came down from it and like this, you know, <laughs> you know, so he thought it was, you know, it's a serpent. But we saw that the serpent was used to refer figuratively to who? The devil. We went to the book of Revelations where this, the devil is called that great what? Serpent. That old serpent. Hallelujah. And I showed you that the old serpent means what? The serpent that was where? At the beginning. Glory to God. Glory to God. He now says, now the serpent, so that's the devil, was more subtle than any beast of the field. All right. Which Lord God had made. And he said unto the man, yeah! That's the devil. That's how he does it. Yeah! And God said, glory to God, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Yeah! God said it. Praise God. All right. Yeah! As God said, premarital sex is wrong. Yeah! As God said, polygamy is wrong. Yeah! As God said, alcohol is bad. Yeah! You know, that's how the devil does it. Yeah, I just, you know, yeah, let's talk about, let's discuss. Yeah! And by the time you are done with the discussion, you have shifted. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. That's how the devil does it. Yeah! You know? Yeah, God said you will give in church. Yeah, and God said you should be coming to church every Sunday. What is it? You know, that's how the devil does it. So he said, yeah. And the woman said unto the serpent, listen. He says, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Next verse. But of the fruit of the tree, which is where? In the midst of the garden. God has said, he shall not what? Eat of it. Neither shall you what? Did God say don't touch it? He didn't say don't touch it. He said you shall not what? Eat of it. Lest ye what? Ye die. So now that means what we are talking about, there is a tree, there is a fruit, and there is eating. Now, I think I have explained the part of tree to you before. Is that correct? All right, we explained the trees. Okay, if you're not, you're coming for the first time, you need to get a message. But we now look at it. Because if I eat a fruit, is, 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 that, is that how to die? To eat? If I eat the fruit, I die? And as we read on, go on, you find out that she didn't die when she ate the fruit. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. You won't die. Next verse. Alright, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be what? Opened. And ye shall be as what? God's, knowing what? Good and evil. Next verse. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired, to make what? One wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with what? And so all those stuff where I say, the man went to 
hunt. That's what they taught me. That the man, the man went somewhere to hunt. He was far away from the woman. Praise God. And the woman was by herself with the devil. You know, was by herself with the devil. And the man went to hunt. Then, after she had eaten it, then her husband came. Then she just said, Honey, I have this fruit for you. You know, served him dinner with the fruit. And the husband did not know. Adam did not know. Then Adam ate it. I said, ah, ah, I can't see. Eve, what did you do? <laughs> it's a lie. He was there. The guy was there. Adam was there. Hallelujah. So now we need to ask ourselves a question. This eating, what does it mean? Can eating fruit cause men to die? Jesus answers. Matthew chapter 15. Are you there? Jesus answers that question. Look at what he says. Matthew 15 and verse 11. Are we there? Matthew 15 verse 11. Everybody can we read one, two, go. What does he say? Okay, not that which goeth into the mouth, defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. So that means it is not what you eat that makes you a sinner. Because you see, this word defile means, all right, in the Greek, profane. All right, profane. Alright, what does profane mean now? Um, profane is actually a word used with temples. So you know, a temple is a place of worship. So now, in the Jewish culture, there are certain things that must not enter into the temple. If it enters into the temple, it makes that temple unclean and profane. One of those things is pigs. How many of you know that the Jews actually don't deal with pigs? So there was uh, a particular king. He was an Assyrian. In the Bible, it's a typology of the Antichrist. His name was uh, it, um, Antiochus Epiphanes. Now, Antiochus Epiphanes is not mentioned by name in the Bible, but it's mentioned, all right, in the book of Daniel. So as one of the kings. So when you see the king of the south, the king of the north, I'm not have read Daniel, yeah. So what Antiochus Epiphanes did was he actually led the kingdom of Assyria to defeat Israel. Then he entered into the temple, Solomon's temple, and entered into the holies of holies, then offered pigs as sacrifice on the mercy seat. You understand? So he profaned the temple. So what does, what does it mean to profane or defile the temple? It means to bring what is not allowed, you understand, into what was not supposed to be, um, what's not supposed to be present in the place, you bring it in place. So that is what to means to defile a man. So he says, But that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. So that means it is not what goes in that makes a man unclean, it is what comes out that makes the man unclean. Let's read the next verse 12. Pay attention now. He says, What? Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard these things, this saying? All right, next verse. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be what? 
rooted up. Jesus is referring to doctrines. Doctrines, practices of men that men have put in the church, all right, you know, have propagated. He is saying, everyone that my father did not plant is going to be uprooted. But I want you to see something new. Every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be what? Rooted up. Every plant my heavenly father. So that means the plant is referring to our belief systems. All right? Believe what? Systems. Doctrines. Teachings. All right? So the teachings are the plants. All right? Next verse. It says, shall be rooted up. Next verse. Let them alone. They be blind, leaders of the blind. And if the blind, they the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Next verse. It says, then answered Peter and said unto him, declare unto us this parable. Which means, the statement, not what enters into a man, defiles a man, is a what? Is a what? parable. Now let's go on. And Jesus said, are ye also yet without understanding? Next verse. Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entered in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drawer. That is the toilet. Alright? Into the toilet. Next verse. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from where? the earth, and they defile the man, which means it is only what comes out of a man's heart that can what? Defile him, not what goes into his mouth. Are you paying attention? Now, next verse. It says, for out of the heart proceed what? Evil thoughts. Number one. Evil thoughts. Murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, out of the heart. So Jesus is saying that what defiles a man is not what he eats or what he drinks. What defiles the man is what comes out of his heart. Praise God. Praise God. So when God said to uh, Adam, don't eat of this tree. If you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Is clearly not saying that if you eat it orally. So that tree and the fruit was not literal. Are you following? It wasn't literal. Couldn't be. It was not literal. Now, let's look at something else. Go to St. John's Gospel, chapter 6. Notice this. Jesus says... I'm sorry, Genesis says, if you eat of the fruit of this tree, you shall die. Which means, the end result of the eating is death. Clear? Good. Now, let us now look at John 6. I believe John 6 and verse 45. Can we read from there? Yeah. John 6, 45. Everybody, are we there? Let's read one, two, go. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Go on. Save he which is of God, he at what? Sin the Father. So notice, no man hath seen God at any time. Very important. No man. That's so important. That's a very important piece of information. Not Moses, not Adam, not Elijah, not Abraham, no man had seen the father at what? 
anytime. There's this teaching of um, Theophany, all right, where he talks about that Jesus um, appeared physically, all right, in the Old Testament, or God appeared physically in the Old Testament. No, those times when you saw that, the writers put it that way, but it is Elohim is also used to refer to angels. Praise God. Praise God. Because, guys, now, if Jesus said no man has seen the Father any time, who else will we ask? Is not, I mean, who will go ask now? I mean, Jesus said it. He said it twice. John 1.18, he said it. No man has seen me. didn't see the Father at any time. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. So he says, not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He at what? Seen the Father. Now pay attention. Everybody continue. He says what? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath what? Uh, hath what? Everlasting life. Now, go on. Next verse, he says what? I am what? That bread of life. Hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, pay attention. He says, he that believeth on me hath what? Everlasting life. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Notice. So that means the man who believes in Jesus has what? Everlasting life. Are you following? So you believe on Jesus, what do you have? You have what? In Genesis, you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What do you get? Death. Is that correct? So you eat of the tree, you have death. You eat, believe on Jesus, you have what? Everlasting life. Did you get that now? So let us balance the equation real quick. He now says next what? I am what? That bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. And are what? Ah, they ate manna in the wilderness, but they are dead. Huh. They ate manna in the wilderness, but they are dead. They are dead. They are dead. Next verse. Notice, if they are dead, it means that they didn't eat of Jesus, right? Right? If they are dead, if they didn't eat of Jesus, they did not believe in Jesus. That's why they are dead. Come on, praise God. All right? Because he said, if you believe on me, you have what? Everlasting life. But these guys are dead. They didn't have everlasting life. Which means they didn't eat of him. They didn't what? Believe on him. Praise God. Because when Jesus speaks about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, of Jacob. He is the God of the living. Not of what? The dead. So, what he's saying is that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are what? Alive. Are you following? Next verse. He says, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and what? Not die. Next verse. I am what? The living bread. I, wait, wait. I hope you guys realize that um, when Jesus says, I am the living bread, it doesn't mean that in Jerusalem, it was a loaf of agege bread that was walking around again. No. It was figurative. Praise God. Praise God. So, if the living bread, if Jesus said, I am the living bread, we can as well assume right now that in the garden, when he says, fruit of the tree, we know that there were no actual trees there. You understand? It's just biblical language. It's communicating something to you. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, if any man, everyone say any man. Yeah. He said, if any man eat of this bread, he shall what? Live forever. 
I am the living bread. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my what? Flesh. Hmm. My flesh. Which I will give for the life of the world. <laughs> Some have thought that when he says the, the, the bread that I will give is my flesh, they've now taken it to another error. They say it's communion. Hi. Okay, one day we'll come to that. There's nothing wrong with eating Holy Communion, no. But we need to know what we are doing. To say, hi, to say that that bread that you bought from Ujuelegba, that white thing that you bought for three five, glory to God, that because you are doing communion, that that white thing is now the body of Christ. You are, it's an insult now. It's figurative. Glory to God. One day I'm going to take you on the Passover. I'm taking you on the communion because, um, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, let me tell you one of my major challenges. Should I tell one of my challenges? I want to level with you. One of my major challenges is when I want to teach, I'm like, should I share this thing? I don't want to enter trouble. Because there's so many things in Scripture that I know that some of you have not heard before and that I can enter trouble if I share it. So, for example, I would, I'd like to tell you one. How many of you know that in the Passover, in the book of Luke, they drank the wine twice? How many of you know that? They drank of the wine, the wine, twice. Do you know why? And that, that they drank of the wine twice, the information is not complete. Because in the Jewish religion, in Judaism, whenever they are doing the Passover, because they still celebrate Passover in Israel till today, the Jews still do Passover. Praise God. They do Yom Kippur. Am I talking about Yom Kippur? Yeah, they do. Now, in the Passover, the Jews actually have four cups. Now, those four cups, this is what happened. The four cups represent the four I wills of Exodus 6. When God says, I will bring you out of Egypt, I will restore you, I will redeem you. So those four things, those four promises in Exodus 6, whenever they are reading, they drink the wine. Praise God. So the first one is the cup of sanctification. The second one is the cup of redemption. All right. So Jesus, remember, he drank one cup, then he, they drink another cup, then he said, I will not drink of this cup until I drink it again with you where? Oh dear Lord God. Okay. Rain check. Put a pause on that one. Let's go back to this one. Hallelujah. We will do we will settle it later. Amen. Praise God. You see what I was saying now. For I say unto you, don't when we teach on it, you will understand it. I promise you. You will you'll get it. And you, you will get it. I promise you you get it. Praise God. So that you now understand that when we are eating bread and wine. It is to teach us, to remind us of what Jesus did. Praise God. It is, so as I take the bread, I'm saying, wow, the body of Jesus was broken for me. Amen. And because of this body broken for me, I have life inside me. Not saying that as I am breaking the body, there is life inside this bread and it's entering inside me. No. That means the work of Jesus was not finished if I am breaking bread to collect life. I, I, I bought the bread for... <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh-huh. Okay, let's continue. 
He said, for I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God... Uh, no, now, guy. Thank you very much, man of God. Can we go back to where I was? <laughs> okay. Everybody with one to go. He says, what? I am the living bread. Hmm. Which came down from heaven. Which came down from what? Heaven. Read it again. I am the living bread which what? Came down from heaven. Remember, there were two men. One natural man, one what? One the spiritual man. The first one of the earth, earthy. The second one is the Lord from what? First Corinthians 15, 45. So he's saying, which came down from heaven. So it agrees. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the what? The life of the world. Good. Next verse. The Jews therefore strove among themselves. Now, this is the challenge of Bible study. This is, it's not just, it's still t- going on till today. He says, the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Now, question, did Jesus say, I'm going to give you my flesh to eat? Literally, yes, he said it. But was that what he meant? No. So one of the challenges of Bible study is to know when what is, what is said in Scripture is literal and what, one is, what is said in Scripture is what? Figurative. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He says, this was therefore so among us, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Next verse. Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man. Jesus was making it worse. He said, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You have no zoe in you. So he didn't now talk about eating flesh. He now acted, you must drink my blood like Pepsi. He said, and drink my blood. Hallelujah. You have no life in you. Now we are getting there. Eat, drink, right? He now goes, you have no life in you. Next verse. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, hath what? Eternal life. Hallelujah. Now notice the definiteness about that statement. It says, whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life. Some have thought this is talking about Holy Communion. So you understand, you know, drinking bread, no, no, we, we, you know, that's not what he's saying, no. That's not what he's saying, no. There's nothing wrong with communion, no, but that's not what he's saying. He says, hath eternal life, and I will what? Raise him up at the last day. Next verse. For my flesh is suya indeed, and my blood is cappuccino indeed. Hallelujah. Next verse. It goes on. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth where? In me. And what I? in. So another definition of eternal life is dwelling in Christ and Christ what? Dwelling in you. Praise God. Jesus is teaching here. Next verse. He now says, as the living father had sent me. Notice, he starts from calling himself living bread. He has now moved to living father. As the living father has sent me and I live by the father, so he that eateth me, even he shall what? Live by me. Ah, Now, notice, no, 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 go back, go back. He that what? Now, notice, we are talking, he started drinking blood, right? Eating flesh has life. He now has now goes to say, so he that eateth what? Me. Even he shall live by me. Next verse. He now says, go on, next verse. This is that bread which came down from heaven, 
not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live for how long? Never. Shall live for how long? Never. For how long? Never. For how, wait, am I the one that wrote it there? Did I edit it? I'm just reading. It says, shall live forever, ever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, forever. Praise God. Albert is missing his old lifestyle in the club. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) You know, the old man is dead, but he wants to rise again. <laughs> oh my God! He said, "He that eateth of this bread shall live what forever." Next verse. Now listen, we're getting there. This thing said he in the synagogue, as he taught in Capernaum. Now look at verse sixty. Listen, this, look at what happens. Listen, no. Oh. Hey, hey, glory to God. Wait, oh. I was telling someone. I said, I'll tell you something. I said, I said, the reason, if you want your church. Most people know this. If you want your church to grow, focus on two things. Miracles. Meeting the needs of the people. Okay? And two, fun. You understand? Appeal to the senses of the people. If you want your church to grow, there's one thing you should not do. Doctrine. The biggest reducer of attendance of church is what? It, it's not, it didn't start with me. It started with Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus just fished a salmon. Look at Now, you, you are listening to the, you, are, you are listening to a salmon and you are doing glory! I mean, woo! Ha! Woo! 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 I have eternal life! Amen! Glory! Look at this guy's response. Everybody read. Many therefore of his disciples when they had heard this said, eh? Said, this is what? And art says, who can hear it? Hello, Who can hear it? Next verse. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this of uh, you know, let me tell you something. Jesus has a problem. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but you have a problem. No, do you know what? Let me know, because there are some things I read about Jesus. I'm like, ah, what kilo day, church. I was like, ah. It's like he wanted them to go. Normally, if it's me. I'll say, no, now, brethren, don't relax. You see, what you do is that, you know, go and listen to the message again. She's not Jesus. Jesus was pressing the matter in, pressing it. You know, are you saying with your flesh? Yes, and my blood too. And he was just pressing it. Then he now said, it because my blood there is correct drink, it's indeed, oh, you understand? My blood. Ah, ah, calm down, like, take a step back. But Jesus went in there. Because it's with Jesus, you find. That membership must not decide truth. Truth must decide membership. Right? Look what he says. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured that he said unto them, Does this offend you? Next verse 62, he says, What? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Ah, ah, you understand? Next verse. Next verse. It is the spirit that what? Quickeneth. The flesh profited what? Nothing. So he's saying, when I spoke about blood and spoke about flesh, praise God, I, I'm, not, I'm not meaning my actual, my actual flesh and you understand. 
all right, because the power is not in my flesh or my blood. He said, it is the spirit that quickens. So I'm speaking of what? The spirit, for the flesh profited what? Nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and what? They are life. So when he's saying that if you eat of me and drink of my blood, what he's saying is if you eat my words. How do you eat his word? Is it with your mouth? No. You are eating with your what? With your heart. How do we know? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only word, begotten son, that whosoever what? Whosoever what? On him shall have what? He shall have what? Eternal life. So Jesus said, if you eat my flesh and drink my milk, you shall have eternal life. Then John 3, 16 says, if you what? Believe. You shall have what? Eternal life. Which means, in Bible language, eating equals believing. Hallelujah. So anyone who has believed on Jesus has eaten of Jesus with his heart. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Say this with me. I have eaten of the tree of life. I will live forever. Say it again. I have eaten of the tree of life. I will live forever. Hallelujah. Hey, so that means when you believed in Jesus... The believing was not with your mouth. The believing was with your what? With your heart. Your mouth confessed because of what your heart believed. Glory to God. Are you, are you following? So, I have eaten with my heart. In the same way, the man who is in unbelief, where does he get unbelief from? How does he feed on unbelief? Is he not with his heart? It's with his heart. Romans 10. So, if you eat of the body of Jesus, and you eat of, drink of his blood, which means you've eaten of his life, now you have eternal life. I always tell folks that, listen, some, many people think that when we're talking about when you are saved, you're saved forever, that that means that you can live your life anyhow. No, sir. A dog is a dog. Because he's a dog. Are you following what I'm saying? That repetition is intentional. Amen. If you, if I, if you show me an assertion dog, and the assertion comes and goes, meow, meow, meow. We say, ah, ah, ah wait, oh, something's wrong here. What's going on? Ah, ah. He's, whoo, whoo, we know. What's that? <laughs> Why? Because the life is the life of a dog. So, because the life is the life of a dog, the character must be the character of what? So, Jesus says, by their fruits, we shall what? Know them. So, it is not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, that is Lord, is saved. You understand? Because the presence of the life will automatically be revealed in what? The fruits. So when I'm like, ah, ah, we're born again, it's all by grace now. Ah, what is there? Just don't worry, God has come by kind of funny cage. Come on. Because he big this, not big. You're the one that's stressing yourself. Yeah, you, 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 all your pastors, so they do it. What's wrong with you? Listen to me. That person is not saved, though. But he speaks in tongues. Ah, ah, it's not tongues. Anyone can say, Rabba Shoko, Rabba Shoko, Rabba Shoko, Shoko Milo, Shoko Milo. Anyone can say anything they want to say. Glory to God. 
the presence of the life will be demonstrated in the character. Don't be deceived. It will be demonstrated in the character. Even when a believer that has eternal life, if he sins, one of the things that's going to happen is that that person will be feeling very uncomfortable about sin. You will not find a believer who is proud and our I sinned. And you know, you know, you understand? No. When he has received that life, something has happened. Praise God. Look at Romans 10. All right. Verse 8. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I can't say, I'm saved now. All these sins I was not doing before, I want to experiment because I'm covered. That is not the gospel. That is not salvation. That person is not saved. That person is not saved. Praise God. He's not saved. There are some folks that are living with a seared conscience. A conscience that cannot be awakened, you understand? This is not safe. Now, if the person is a believer and has eternal life, because there are some categories of believers that are deceived. You know you can be deceived. You see, when you study the scriptures, you're going to find out that there is nobody that does not have the capacity to be deceived. You can be deceived. But even that deceived believer, some witness will be in his heart that is on the wrong way. So he would not be able to say that I was not warned by the Spirit of God within me. There will be some, how many of you have actually headed on the wrong path and the Spirit within you was, no, no, this is, how many of you, have, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? No, 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 no. It's, it's, no, 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 no. It's telling you, no, no, no. You understand? There's some folks you meet, and all of a sudden it's, no, 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 no. Don't go with this person. No, don't go. No, no. Or you're like, why now? You know. It's the spirit within you. It's because you have the life of God inside. Praise God. Let me tell you something. I told, I told someone, I said, listen, the moment you receive Jesus, you cannot sin in peace. You, you can't sin in peace. The moment you, you see, don't, if you want to have peace and sin, don't receive Jesus. If you receive Jesus, that you cannot sin in peace. It's not possible. You just find that. <laughs> I told someone, I said, listen, the believer who is born again, the believer is actually, when it comes to sin, is a learner. The day you, you decide to fornicate, you get pregnant. <laughs> The day, the, day, the day you decide. Yeah. Or you catch one disease. Hey, you understand? And you are sitting down in that bar parlor. As you are there like that, you are, you are just, you know, you, you don't be doing your leg like this. Ah, just doing like that. What am I doing here? You know, everybody's ah, relax, relax. You are like that, you know. You, you, they invite you to the club and you have not gone yet. They invite you, you now go there. Then everybody's like, sitting in the corner, don't talk. Go to Angabana, don't talk. Boys have hammered. And you are there. And you're just, you know, doing you know, like this. You know. You sit down in the corner, you understand, but you are dulling, you understand, you know, you know, you are checking the time, you want to get out, do you know why? Your spirit man is saying, is there no VG? Why are you not in prayer? You understand why? Because you see, you cannot receive Jesus and sin in peace. You can't. You cannot. Even on that to watch the thing, you notice that you have to enter remote, sharp, sharp. Why? Is the life you have received. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, look at. We now want to talk about 
you know, the heart. You know, we said that when you receive Jesus, when you eat to eat of the body of, or to eat the, of the, the body and to drink the blood is to what? Believe in Jesus. Because it says the flesh profited what? Nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and what? They are life. So he said, don't put your focus on my body. I'm using, I'm speaking in metaphors that my body uh, is referring to my words, the words about me. If you believe what I have said about myself, then you have our eternal life. Now look how it says, but what's the idea? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in what? Thine heart. That is the word of faith which we what? We preach. You see that? Next verse. That it that shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall what? Believe in thy heart that God at what? Raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now look at it. Next verse. He says, for with the heart, man what? Believe. Now I want to show you something interesting. Very interesting. He starts by, go back up. He starts by, you know, he starts with confession first. That if thou shalt what? Confess. So many have thought that if a man confessed, he saved. Because, you know, it says, yeah, you know, people, when they want to get saved, they say, all right, if you want to accept Jesus as a Lord, Pastor Savior, come outside. Or say after me. You understand? So they come, say after me, say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come to you, I come to you. They say, praise the Lord, you are saved. But there was something that preceded the confession. Because the confession is not something you say because I said you should say it. Glory to God. Because the confession is an outward manifestation of an inward reality. Something must have happened inside before there is a confessing outside. Hallelujah. Look at it. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So he puts confess before belief. Because he is talking, this is talking about from outside in. So that means this is from man's perspective. Glory to God. So that means when, if you come here and you say, I believe in Jesus, how do I hear it? I hear you say it. Then I say, because you said it, it means you have what? You have believed it. Then the now goes further to now talk about it from God's perspective. Because why we see from outside in, God sees from inside out. Is this clear? Now look at the next verse. It now says, all right, verse 10. For with the heart, man does what? Believeth unto what? Righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto what? Now, how many of you remember when I taught you about the Kai rule of Greek grammar? How many of you remember that? When I explained St. John's Gospel chapter 3, when we're talking about the Kai principle, and. How many of you remember that? How many of you remember that? Okay, so some, of, some of you don't remember. Okay, it's fine. So, okay, let me make it simple. This word and. All right. Another word, because the Bible was written in Hebrew and what? In Greek, right? And what they did, basically, was that they took, they look at a word in the Greek, then they will now look for words in the English that are synonyms, that can work. Are you following? Are you following? 
Okay, someone help me with this. Um, you know, Yoruba, one word can have different meanings based on the intonation. You know that? So, like, uh, Ogun. So, for example, Ogun. You have Ogun. 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 Are you seeing that? Ogun. So, are you following? Are you, are, are you following? So, now, the challenge, eh? Oh, hallelujah. Listen, eh? many people have lost a lot because of wrong interpretation of the Bible. Wrong interpretation of the Bible. So just like if I see O-G-U-N and I'm trying to interpret that word. Imagine if the Bible was originally written in Yoruba. No, I want you to just imagine for a moment. Just imagine for a moment. It was originally written in Yoruba. Then you now go to the concordance and you now see Ogun. What would they say? They will now put intonation. Ogun. The state. Ogun. Inheritance. Ogun. Medicine. Ogun. It is long. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you see that? Now that is actually the same way it is in the originals. Are you following? So for example, if you get a Bible concordance and you look, at the, look up this word and you, you see the Greek word kai. K-A-I. And you see that the synonyms of kai are Number one, even, or that is, all right? Even, that is, those are the synonyms. So those are the other words that they could have used. But why did they use and? Because the interpreters felt and looked at it and said, what, you know, based on their process, what's the best way, you know, to, you know, they just put and there. So and in English means two separate things. Is that correct? So if I say, Sayo and Modukwe went somewhere. It means Sayo is one person, Modukwe is what? Another person. Is that correct? Is that correct? But if I say Femi, even the doctor went somewhere, am I saying Femi is different from the doctor? I am saying Femi is the doctor. Or Femi that is the doctor. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. So now, another synonym for the word and is even. Glory to God. Or that is. Now, can we try using even and that is here? Let's try. I want to go. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Even with the mouth, confession is what? Made unto what? All right. Let's start again with that is. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. That is, with the mouth, confession is made unto what? So, with that one, you now find out that it is one same thing. Which means that... For a man to confess with his mouth, he must have believed with what? With his heart. So when a man says, I am born again, all right, it is because the gospel message has been what? Preached to him, and he believed it where? In his heart. Now, this is the problem. The problem now is that many, many times, people are saying the sinner's prayer without the gospel having been preached to them. Are you following? So this is what you see. A, a preacher stands in front of someone and begins to tell testimonies of how God changed his life. I was nobody before God has made me somebody. 
All right, I was somewhere in Ibadan, um, but God has changed my story. Okay, now I've preached in 350 nations of the earth. I drive a Lamborghini, I have a private jet. Then he now tells you that even in a place like Nigeria, God turned a small boy like me to a hero. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus was the one that did this for me. All right, if you want to receive this Jesus, and you want to accept him as your Lord and personal Savior, and you want him to turn your life around like he turned my life around, come out. Have those people heard the gospel? No! What they heard was a way out of poverty. What they heard was Jesus, the economics minister. That is what they heard. So that is why they will come out. And that is why many times those people, whenever the dividends of this economic Jesus does not come out, they will not begin to have a crisis of faith. Are you, are you followed? You know, things like uh, uh, my things are not working in my life. All right, I've been believing God for this. I've been believing God for this, but it's not working. Then you know, I have sowed seeds. Have this, this, this. you now find that they will now say they turn back or now begin to go to a herbalist. If the man is truly born again, and I say, why go herbalist for what? Except he likes eating vegetables, but it's not a valid that you understand for what? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So, there is a believing first. It is in the believing. So, confessing Jesus as Lord is inside the believing. Confession is the fruit of believing. So, that means the man confesses because he believes. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And you find out something. The word confession here is the Greek word homologio. What does homologio mean? Homologio means to say the same thing as another. So that means, it means if you say, I am Guguru, all right? And I come and say, yes, you are Guguru. What I've done is, I have agreed with you. I have said the same thing as you. That is what homologio is. It means to say the same thing as another. So when he says, all right, um, for with the heart, man believes unto salvation, but with the mouth, confession, no, man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto what? Salvation. He's saying that the mouth is agreeing with what the heart is saying. So in salvation, the heart is saying Jesus is Lord, the mouth agrees. So the mouth agrees because the heart believes. Glory to God. Now, Jesus says, when that has happened, that man has what? Eternal life. Praise God. Glory to God. So, if by believing in the heart, I have eaten of Jesus, it means that when Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened to Adam? Adam did what? Believed something. But what he did was he believed something else. Romans 5. How many of you get that? And it's, it's, again, it's, it's, it's something that goes on today. You have a lot of people that believe that without Christ, they go to heaven. That, you know, all I have to do is live a good moral life. Be good to people. Somebody says, you have people saying, I believe that if you are good to people, you understand, and you are, if you are fair, you go to heaven. Praise God. You know, you just believe, I just be a good person. But God is saying that, my friend, listen to me. My plan is not to make bad people good. My plan is to make dead people live. Glory to God. 
In all your morality, you are dead in your sins. Hallelujah. And it is only when I quicken you by the gospel that you come alive. So a dead man can do nothing for himself to come alive. For a dead man to come alive, somebody has to what? Bring him alive. So you have to rely on Jesus for that. Because Jesus is the what? Resurrection and what? The life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are we to do today? We are to point people to Jesus so that they can eat of him. Because we know that without Jesus, they do not have everlasting life. You know, I love my Muslim friends a lot. And many times, when a Muslim dies, I always, I always look at this prayer they pray. They pray this Fidal prayer form. And they say that God should accept the person into Al Jannah. Because according to the Muslim belief, nobody that is a Muslim that dies goes straight to heaven. They go to a, like a repository where it is decided at a later date who we cross. Yeah, that's, that's actually true. You don't go straight. You go and wait somewhere, then Allah will decide. You understand? So they, they will pray. So, so many times you find out that there is the, the first time they will do the prayer, then they keep praying for that person. That God will give him, you know, um, exit from that one place into heaven. That's the belief system. So think about it. Those who believe that have believed just like Adam believed. Are you seeing that? Then there are some people that say there is no God. All right? That we will die here and stay here. You understand? All right? Those things, they've believed something. So they've eaten also with their hearts. Are you following? So Adam in the garden is the whole human race without Christ. Hallelujah. All right, who have believed another message concerning how to receive eternal life. Because all these folks believe that through their way, they are going to get to where God said they are, they are to get to. Rather than what God said is the only way. Jesus said, narrow is the way. Straight. Narrow is the gate. Straight is the path that leads to what? Eternal life. What is he saying? He's not saying that you, you, he's not describing roads. No, he's saying that there is only one option. One option me. Brothers and sisters, there are no many ways to God. Did you hear what I said? There are not many ways to God. God is not the BLT system. There's just one way. And that's through Jesus. And God did everything to awaken our consciousness to this truth. In that he sent Jesus to publicly die. A gruesome death. So that we could have it in our consciousness that that death was for me. So that if any man, woman, or child, after that death, rejects, that man has made his decision. He does not want God. So no man goes to hell because God sends them there. The man goes to hell because he willfully, willfully, of his own will, rejected God's plan of life. And God will not interfere with that man's choice. Hallelujah. So when someone says, how can a good God send people to hell that a good God cannot do it? Well, what is good? Are you the one to decide good with your small brain? No. You don't have the capacity to decide it. 
Glory to God. He gave everybody a chance. Now, what is our job? What is our life's purpose? Our life's purpose is to point every man, woman, and child we meet to Christ Jesus. Letting them know and understand this is the only way out of death into life. All you have to do is to eat of this living bread. If you eat of this living bread, you shall live forever. Praise God. I said, praise God. Rise up on your feet. Say this with me. Because one of the things the devil is going to do is to try to attack that consciousness that you have eternal life. Say that with me, I have eternal life. Lord, I have eternal life. Lord, I have eternal life. The life of God is God living in me. The power of God is God living in me. I have everlasting life. I'll live forever. I'll live with Jesus forever. I'll live with Jesus forever. I will never be separated from him. Lord, I will never be separated from him. Lord, I will never be separated from Jesus. For I have everlasting life. I have eaten of Jesus. I will not die again. I will live forever. Hallelujah. Can you just lift your hands and just glorify him and bless his name? Glory to God. Glory to God. So listen. If you've lost somebody, if that person believed in Jesus, you are going to see them again. Any man, woman, or child that is in Christ, we will never lose. Glory to God. We will never lose them. We will never lose them. We will see them again. Praise God. I said praise God. Praise God. Lift up your hands, everybody, and just bless his name. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and bless his name. Thank you, Lord, for the life of God. Thank you, Lord, for the life of God. Thank you, Lord, for the life we have in you. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. This life that I have is the life of God in me. This life that I have is the life of God. This life that I have is the life of God in me. This life that I have You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.